Ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Thank you, producer Mr. E. Hey! Thank you. (laughs) Just a couple quick notes before we get started here. Uh, If you didn't check us out on uh, the Switch the Envelope podcast... Please tune in Go to their that. episode and uh, find the one with us and check it out and maybe listen to a few others while you're there. Yeah. Or else. Also, please excuse the echoey sound quality at the moment. We are in a new studio that is not oh, yeah. quite finished. Oh, I didn't think about that. I guess, yeah, we don't usually have foam all over the walls. Exactly. I can definitely hear it. Oh, you can? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> more sensitive. Like, For yeah, sure. Can. But hey, stuff. we're moving up. Yeah, exactly. And trust me when I tell you, the new studio, the plans I have for it are amazing. Oh my God. Awesome. I can just move my legs. It's amazing. The old one, I was yeah. literally in the corner, just destroying that corner, so now I can actually move. You really were. Yeah. I think you, your chair action against the wall is the reason I'm not going to get all of my deposit back on that. <laughs> I believe it. I do believe it. And we can podcast with the AC on. Oh, I forgot about that already. Yeah, I'm not dying. Holy shit. Exactly. It's so comfortable. It's so nice. Didn't even think about it. <laughs> All right, so I got a story here. Um, do you guys know that the uh, FDA approved a COVID nineteen vaccine? I've heard it. Yes, I've heard the theory, but it hasn't no. undergone any trials. I think true. It's yes. in you know it's in uh, the early stages of approval. That right. is, uh, it's ninety percent effective. But do you know what it's called? Yogurt. Close, but no. Okay, no. Few more syllables. That was that was all I had. <laughs> okay, here I'm gonna I'm gonna pronounce it. COVID smasher. <laughs> you know what? That's a better name than this. This is Bamla Nivi Mab. Oh, oh that was yogurt was close. Is it like a cryptic message when you read it backwards or something? Bam Ivan Al Mab. It's almost the same thing. Yeah, and it just reminded me of our last episode where we talked about the Ebola treatment that was passed, mm-hmm. and that was um, Inmozib. Oh, yeah. I do remember saying that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking earlier about Pokemon names, and just drug names have become Pokemon names. Oh, yeah. What do they, they can't call it just something like, this is Peter's, Peter's Bill, or something <laughs> like that. They have to, that's a sound complicated and magical well uh, so being a pokemon fan i know a little something about pokemon names and whenever they're going to uh come out with a new game they have to come out with a new legendary and that legendary pokemon has to have a name that can uh translate safely into multiple languages Oh, okay Mm. so they have a list of made-up pokemon names that they have um cross-referenced with bad words from across oh, wow. multiple languages. So that like almost made it. Exactly. Wow. And then, you know, because it's a bad word in Bangladesh, mm-hmm. they have to get rid of it. That's funny. Right? And so that's why the Pokemon that's interesting, names. That's interesting, though. That's like Ho-Woo. That Ho-Oh. translates. Yeah, Ho-Oh. It change, translates the same throughout the, all the games, I think, or all the languages. Exactly. Ho-What? Ho-Oh. Ho-Oh oh. is a legendary bird. but um, Ho-Oh. Yeah, they don't necessarily <laughs> take those precautions with every Pokemon name. Just that's the a, star. In English, a ho is a loose oh. lady of morals. <laughs> so I'm quite offended. Well, th- thanks for the clarification on that. I yes. wasn't quite sure. Oh, is that it? So so it's just close? So the, oh, I'm sorry. The, the vaccine? I thought you were going to tell us more. Nah, that's it. That's oh, all that's I it. Have. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, I didn't I look it up. That. <laughs> my, whole, my whole story was about the Bamla-Nivi-Map. Oh, you wanted to go into the ho-ho thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I thought. I thought that was just a tangent. Like, you know, back to the. Okay, sorry. Cool. I don't no, I, I like it. No, I just wasn't getting. It. No, because it really just reminded me of Inmozib from Inmozib. the last episode, and then okay. we were talking about. Um, God, I forget what the other drug was, but it was, it was something similar to that. Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the one. Like that yogurt. <laughs> well. um... I thought this was funny and right right up our alley because we like Star Trek. Well, I mean, I know I do. Um, there's proof. I'm not <laughs> sure if there's any proof you've ever seen it. Um, but um, uh, yeah. a team of physicists at a university in the Netherlands, they 3D printed a microscopic version of the USS Voyager. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Which, you need to hey, unpack that for me. Quick uh, quiz. What type of class starship is the Star Trek Voyager? S. <laughs> S class. Don't say it. 
Well, unless you, well, I want him to go, and then he can say it. Well, it's an intrepid class. Yeah, it's an intrepid class. <laughs> I, knew, I knew. We we all know that. <laughs> um, I did know that, by the way. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, they 3D printed a microscopic version of the USS Voyager. And there's a reason why they did this, not just to see if they did it. Well, there's a reason why they picked Voyager? Uh, well, mm, good question. Actually, they did pick it for a reason, but uh, there's a reason Astromo. they just did it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because... Um, they're doing this to understand how shape affects the motion interactions of micro swimmers. Fascinating. Wow. That's cool. So, so they picked a streamlined starship. What a fun way to do that. They're almost, uh, they were saying they wanted to study how artificial shapes affect the swimming. And then they can maybe, that'll, they'll learn things either like how to build things artificially or they can almost learn about the biological micro swimmers too, like semen and stuff like that too but <laughs> that is a micro swimmer as well it makes me um, think of um you know how you see those models like on reddit where uh, someone takes a cow like a model of a cow and then just puts it in the wind simulator to see how aerodynamic a cow is or you know insert sure. object here yeah yeah and when you think about uh things at the micro level i'm sure the same laws of physics don't apply True, mm. true. So they probably have to develop this knowledge to build a model by which they can test a cow at exactly. a micro level they later. They do. Like, these are the same people, I believe, who um, have you ever seen the title that says they printed like a tugboat? It's like the size of like a little, like a human hair or something. Yes. So that tugboat, what? that tugboat is a standard 3D printing model you use to test your printer. And it has several features built in it that help determine uh, where your printer is lacking. Oh, wow. wow. It's I like the printer status page of it, a normal printer. Exactly. Wow. I had no idea of that. How I just knew it was a tug. Like, I just knew it was like related to this because researching this, they're like, oh, they also did a tugboat. So I didn't know there was a whole story wow. about the tugboat. Neat. I have printed the tugboat. You have? <laughs> yes. Ooh. Tugboats. So, I mean, what did they do with this thing now that they Well, basically, it? it actually can move under its own like prop- propulsion or something, too, because <gasps> in micro swimming. Uh, microswimmers are small particles that can move through liquid on their own by interacting with their environment through chemical reactions. And so I guess the platinum coating and the microswimmers react to the hydrogen peroxide solution they are placed in, and that propels them through the liquid. So, yay. So again, very yeah. much they, they throw the, the Voyager in there and they see how he moves, or how she moves, I should say. Oh. And <laughs> pretty much study, study it. And I want you to guess, though, why they're really doing this, too. So they're doing it to study it, but what this, what, what is this technology going to be used for? Well, the catch-all for any microscopic technology like this is always going to be drug delivery systems. This understanding could aid in developing new drug delivery vehicles. For example, microbots that swim autonomously and deliver nanobots, drugs yeah. at the desired location of the human body. So that is why they're also researching this as well, because it could aid in a drug delivery system. If you're new to the show, anytime we bring up a space topic that is a mystery or some such, hi, scientists always attribute it to dark matter. And if we bring <laughs> yeah. up some microscopic BS, scientists always say, oh, it's going to be a drug delivery system Drug delivery later. system, right. yeah. yeah. We're starting to learn all the catch-all phrases. We're basically scientists, bro. You just say the phrases. <laughs> so also, I guess, um, maybe these microswimmers could uh, be used to clean wastewater and then, like I said, deliver drugs to the body and maybe learn more about the biological swimmers. And that's pretty much the end of why we're doing this, uh, talking about this, pretty much. Um, oh, yeah, the reason they, cho- they chose the Voyager because one of the scientists was a huge major Star Trek fan. But why Voyager? Yeah, Voyager. Why Voyager? I love Voyager. Fuck I think you. Voyager's the best model for the experiment. As exactly. Far as, like, uh, streamlined. streamlined. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A fucking a Galaxy class thing up there? That's not going to do yeah, shit. Yeah, Next Gen was pretty clunky. Mm-hmm. And so were the other ones, as a matter of fact. Maybe a Romulan Warbird would be nice, though. Ooh. Yeah, kind of like, where? What? What? In the oh, past. I'm sorry. I have a picture of it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's it. Right there. And, oh, my gosh. That does look like Voyager. Wow. That is a, that's a great facsimile. I'll tell you that. That's awesome. Boom. I forgot I had a picture this whole fucking time. So, anyways. Um, do you guys remember Crater Park? Is that the diamond one? Yeah. Oh. Tell me a little bit about it. Tell me what you remember. Uh, you show up. And they're like, oh, I think like you pay money, yeah, and you're just like, but you're shit. pretty much guaranteed, or people, I don't know if you're guaranteed, but you're like, people find diamonds all the time here. And well, it was a ruse in the end of the day, wasn't it? No. Oh, okay. So okay. this it was, is a, this but, is an yeah. actual state park. It was okay. formed by a volcano exploding back in the day. You know, we're talking eons ago, and it scattered um, 
debris and diamonds you know across like a mile a couple mile radius and then they turn this into a state park that uh you can show up to you know you pay your entry fee you show up and you can essentially mine diamonds and it's a keep what you find policy right Mm -hmm. and they have an assay office you know you go there have it verified and whatnot and but no guarantees right no guarantees you're going to find anything but they do say people find usually a diamond a day there Wow. Yes. Okay, so just farm every day there for like 10 days and you might get lucky. Maybe. Yeah. You eventually become the imposter. <laughs> right? Just keep Not going. you. Yeah, never me, unfortunately. <laughs> Hours of playing. So the third largest diamond this year has been found there. Oh, okay. And the reason I bring this, this one so up. Far. Okay. Yeah, exactly. The reason I bring this the one up as opposed to the... diamond found everywhere in the world. No. Oh, okay. No, just at the state oh, that's park. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, okay. That would have been more intense. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like ever? Yeah, I just figured at the park too. Okay. <laughs> no, so this was the third largest diamond found at the park this year. Okay. So the reason I bring this one up as opposed to the first or second is uh, this article that I read went into how this guy specifically hunted for his Ooh. diamonds. Yeah, I thought that it. was fun. Yeah. Well, we know a lot about gold mining, if you don't know. Because if you watch Gold Rush for like a season or two, you know everything about gold mining. <laughs> well, you know what not to do. Exactly. So you do the opposite of what so they do, and you're good. Expert gold miners. So I wonder if, if I wonder if our skills would have translate to the diamond. Industry. At least Todd Hoffman. You got to know Todd Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch, watch his failures. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a 4.4 carat diamond. Um, and... So what he did was he specifically went to the park after it rained because mm. rain makes the soil looser, uh, compacts the, the dust and whatnot, and just kind of settles things and washes the dirt away from potential diamonds yeah, on the... Just yeah, reveals rocks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Um, so that was one of his traits. And the other one was he used a series of sifting buckets. With different okay. size holes at the bottom. Yeah. So he would scoop up, and you know he had other trade secrets. Is he that he like didn't micro quite diamonds and shit. Reveal. He's getting all diamond the dust. diamond dust. I'm wondering. <laughs> it's not like gold. You can't melt it down. Yeah. Melt all the diamonds. Can you? No, that's stupid. No. <laughs> like maybe just don't. Maybe just diamond really powder. Fine, and then you snort it. I mean, if you have a can of like diamond powder, <laughs> I'll become a mortal. Dude, that would rip. Yeah. <laughs> you would die. You would rip you apart, like from the inside. <laughs> so. After the eleventh bucket, he discovered the diamond. Eleven? That sounds fast. How many is, uh, yeah, I'll see. That sounds not that much, but I wonder how long it takes to process a bucket. True that, and there's different sifting. So you know, you you load up exactly. your soil and shake this shaker with large finer holes, then remove that one, and they get finer and finer as you mm, go down. Sure. Um, but so, and and you're also picking through rocks and whatnot, and this kind of reminds me of dry sift. It's like yes. a weed product. Remember that shit, though? Oh, no, I don't. I thought you were talking about, like, dry mining for gold oh, instead well, of using water. Dry sift is like in the weed world where you have a bunch of... If you get a bunch of weed, you, you throw it on a, like you said, a, a fine mesh screen. Uh-huh. And you have, like, finer and finer mesh. And toward the end, you just have, like, nothing but, like, the, the THC crystals at the bottom. Oh, really? And it made, like, this fine powder. So it's almost like the same idea, except he's getting rid of the fine powder because he wants the bigger chunks. That's interesting. See what I'm saying? He's looking for chunks. Yeah. You, you, you just, he just wants a big bunch of a bucket full of possible diamond chunks instead of just like dirt and shit. Well, that's that's also the interesting part is like he found a 4.49 carat diamond, which is uh, about the size of a jelly bean. So pretty, dude, on a ring, that's an expensive ring. Yeah. yeah. How, yeah. Yeah. I don't know shit about carrots though, so I mean, that's is that what? money? Either way, oh, that's weight. That's the weight of the yeah. diamond. But either way, you're looking at a jelly bean. A jelly bean diamond? Like, well, diamonds are bullshit anyway. We've talked uh, about that too. Like, it's all inflated crap. And what do we have in our? We did some story about like Russia had like a surplus of diamonds. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Russia has like a giant diamond mine and whatnot that they're sitting on. I don't know. There was a story about that way back in the day. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how it turned out, but and then even the idea that we can now manufacture diamonds that are of a quality where. Um, So, I guess the whole thing is refraction. It's how it refracts. And that's how you tell if it's a genuine uh, diamond that has been created by the Earth as opposed to a man-made diamond. So, 
uh, I don't know, the refraction of the light. Yeah, because the okay. way they tell a real diamond is uh, jewelers have a device that uh, they put the. It's like a little handheld device, and the e meter pointed in <laughs> what the e meter. It's from Scientology. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Someone laughed. <laughs> it's okay. Someone listening laughed. <laughs> so, and they uh, they take the pointed in, put it on the diamond, and shine a light into it. And based on the way it refracts and reflects, the device can tell if it's a genuine diamond or not. So that's what the eyepiece is for? That's, that they look into? Well, that's the loop. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And I'm sure they do some stuff with that too i don't know again this is all of uh, a, a really bad memory artificial diamonds are better too because you can have any color you want yes and they're basically the same thing it's, it's the same stuff well that's i told Broomhilda when i die mm-hmm. i want to be either shot in space or made into a diamond that i can be passed down for generations <laughs> i like the shot in space i hear it's funny that's my same thing too and you're playing too much among us sean <laughs> I want the you exact same ejected? treatment, and don't touch my body at all. Like keep me as, as I want the aliens to have as much as they have, they can to work with, and bring me back. <laughs> like so, don't embalm you. Just yeah, exactly. as soon as you die, get them on the shuttle. Just get them frozen. Get them out there. I need this quick. Like maybe even some like refrigeration in the beginning. Just like I just want to get out there to space and maybe open the vents and just something. So like it keeps maybe space itself keeps me cold. Like I'm surrounded by copper all the time. And maybe some strategic holes kind of keep that copper always cold, so my body's always cold. But you don't want to be exposed to the vacuum of space, I, is what you're well, saying. Well, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, obviously I'm dead already. There's less of a chance. I'm trying to get the aliens to bring me back to life too. So you have to like kind of put me to the center of the galaxy. You can't. But then just... you got to be hermetically sealed in that thing like a mummy. Yeah. So you don't decay. Yeah. You, yeah. Someone has to shove. Co- I'm gonna. Maybe you could do that for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm dead already, but like, I think when you're mummified, they take all your organs out. You have to put mm-hmm. stuff in your butt and stuff. Anyway, guys, that's that. Those are my wishes. So if those, those are to you to do that, please. Yeah. Um, no, I'll get right on that. Let me write that one down, please. Yeah. So, <laughs> gang, <laughs> I want you to watch this video. Tell the audience what is happening. All right. Okay. I love these. Let's do it. And then I will tell you what you're seeing. Currently looking at the the ocean. Okay, it's a big school of fish, and uh, the camera's shaking. So what just happened? Even though it says right there, <laughs> but what just happened when you saw there? I'm gonna show you another video. Um, it it looked like a someone was on the ocean filming uh the ocean and scenery and then a school of fish started bubbling up and then the camera went wild and then the camera did go wild now here's an outside view of what you just saw what do you see now i see a woman kayaking or a person kayaking just kind of sitting there in the ocean oh, oh my god my that god. snagged them up holy, holy shit, shit. Whoa. So what just happened? Wait, I want to was... see that again. <laughs> I'm going to rewind it for you. But yes. Did I just watch someone get eaten by a humpback right? whale? We're not sure yet. <laughs> what just happened? You know, we're trying to describe it. I didn't... They Did not catch that from the first, the first video? Oh my gosh. Here we go. Okay, we're watching it again. And she's in the background to the left. I thought here. it was going to be that <gasps> person. Yeah. Wow. Oh shit. <laughs> And the guy goes, oh, shit. The person no, but goes, humpbacks aren't like predatory assholes like that. They, so, yeah, they probably just spit her out, right? So I'm sure everyone in the, the, the audience is like, what the fuck are they watching? So two whale watchers had a close encounter while kayaking off close the coast encounter. of Avila Beach, California. Uh, when they basically, okay, so it was Julie McSorley and Liz Cottrell said they were kayaking and uh, whale watching on Monday off the coast of Avila when the whale surfaced from underneath their boat and caused them to capsize. So, yeah, everyone, it looks like they got eaten. Yeah. It looks like it. It comes up from beneath them, and just the jaws encompass the kayak, close, and then fall back down to the ocean. And even, because the first footage I showed you was from their perspective, so all those fish is like, are running from the... The whale coming up, so yep. even the lady's like, once I saw the, all that fish coming up, she knew she was kind of fucking like, oh, <laughs> and then this whale comes out, and like, it didn't swallow them, it just tipped them over, and uh, yeah. other kayakers were there, got them out really quick, and it was no big deal, but, you know, but it's kind of a no huge big deal. deal. Dude, like, when you see that video, like, literally, it looks like they got swallowed whole. It's it's insane. I I agree, and it's probably scary in the moment, but at the end of the day, it's, just, it's a big cow 
No, it didn't want to hurt them. Yeah, yeah it exactly. Just, if anything, it's how dumb they are. I mean, you know, sorry, it didn't ladies, know its like, own power. You're, well, you're too close to the fucking whales eating stuff, oh, well, that man. Too. Like, um, because I watched some of their the new stuff, and they said they were there the day before watching the whales do this, so they went out again, and you know, stay back, stay back and watch them. I guess they got too <laughs> close or something. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're still big whales. I'm sure someone somewhere has been like, if it just like breaches you and hits your boat, you're gonna be screwed. Well, frankly. I'm surprised it hasn't happened before. Like, it probably has. Are I there... looking at the statistics. I, didn't, yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering about the, the stats on that. because This one was just caught on video. Exactly. Because yeah. you always see like whales breaching near stuff and like, oh, that was close. And yeah, yay. and there's a boat right next to it when they dive <laughs> and, or they caps or they come to the top. And yeah, or like yeah. the tails and stuff. Uh, yeah, dude. Fear the whales, definitely. <laughs> well, that's a crazy <laughs> no, video. No, don't fear the whales. But at the end of the day, like, hey. A, a humpback whale like that, or what was that? Is that a humpback? Humpback, uh, humpback yeah. yeah. Okay, so a humpback whale like that is probably not aggressive. So if you are in its mouth, I bet you could just beat the shit out of its tongue, and it would spit you <laughs> it out. Like, like wow, I don't want this in my yeah. mouth because this wants fish. Start pulling on its uh, what is it? Feeling or uh, ceiling? It's, uh, uh, it's a... you know those little bristles they have for teeth. I heard the word today. Oh, oh, cilia. Is it mm, no, I don't. It's something lean, something. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I know they're filter feeders, so like what they, they do is are. they put all. So if you're in its mouth, wouldn't like all that water shooting out? They try to swallow you, wouldn't they? Because they shoot all the water out, then they swallow. So you have to like hold on to not get swallowed, and then when they open their mouth for the second time, you'd have to. Yeah, but you're also in a kayak too, so <laughs> like you out 100% this instantly. big ass plastic thing would probably activate its gag reflex, and yeah. it's like, <laughs> and then you come out covered in ambergris, and you sell it on the black market for a couple thousand dollars. Perfect. So speaking of the black market, you guys know about the meteor shower happening right now? Yeah. No. Not that it has anything to do with the black market, but <clears throat> the northern Turrids meteor shower is happening right now. Of course. Right? Where? I feel like you're insulting me thinking I don't know this. <laughs> to answer your but question, more. Mr. E, it's in the Northern Hemisphere. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I do that too. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> narrowing that down. <laughs> I, I do everything you're saying. Anyway. Yes. It will peak over the next two weeks. So okay. by the time you listen to this, you probably got a week and a half left. Okay. So check it out. Just fear the skies. Yeah, fear the skies. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay indoors because, uh, you know, meteors be raping Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the shower is caused by the debris of a near-Earth object. It's 2004 T610. That bastard king. Which sounds like a Terminator, right? right? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. Uh, and I, I love this part. That near-Earth object is classified as potentially hazard. You don't say. <laughs> it's well, literally flying towards us on fire. <laughs> so we're passing through its tail right now. Oh, wow. And... Um, you should expect to see about five sightings per hour. Even like tonight? Or yeah. You- tonight, wow. tomorrow, the next day. You know what would be cool is if like, you know how they have those like NASA streams where you yeah. can just like tune in and see like the 24-7 camera? It'd be cool if they set mm-hmm. one up for that. And you can just click on a website and just watch the meteor stream live. That'd be cool That'd be if like, it was in a dark area too. Cause for right. sure. In the middle of the desert or something. For, yeah. And I guess you'd have to zoom that. in a lot. Speaking of NASA, here we go. Um, so, did you guys know, or were you done? I'm sorry, I just like started doing it. No, that's all I have. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, so uh, NASA has finally reestablished communication with Voyager 2. Uh, oh, Voyager 2 was the satellite that we launched from Earth way back in like the 60s, and we sent it out. 1977. 1977. And we sent it out to uh, the far reaches of our solar system. And I know Voyager 1 has passed our uh, I don't know, barrier or is the, passing through um, our barrier. It was funny. That's like I can't remember what it was called. It's like inter. I don't. I don't, I don't call it interdimensional space. But it's like inter, it's like intersolar. Yeah, space or intersolar something. space. Actually, I think that was exactly the word. It, and so Voyager Two is trailing behind it. I don't know where its current location is. Well, it's weird because even okay. though we we know, I don't know. Like you, you described it perfectly. Like Voyager One and Two are these satellites we sent out in 1977 to look at the outer, you know, you know also, solar system, and you know, get to interstellar space. Maybe that's what I'm trying to think of. And they're also the antagonists for Star Trek One. Yes, that is true as well. But because they came, yeah, I do. Fuck, fuck you. Please continue, Vija. I'm like Vija. Um. 
So anyway, what I thought was interesting is I guess Voyager 2 was uh, actually launched first. Oh, really? Yeah, and then, then they launched Voyager 1 <laughs> second, so I was like, what the fuck? I thought that was really weird. And um, So am I wrong in that Voyager 2 is farther out than Voyager 1? I think Voyager... I See, this is where I kind of... You can tell how much uh, research I did on this, because I want to know more about the Voyager program a little bit, but I didn't have much time, because this story is about how we just got back into communication with Voyager. But as I started, like, you know, going down the wiki article links, I was like, oh, shit, I don't know anything about Voyager 2 and 1 because I thought Voy- I thought the same thing, Voyager 1 would have gone first. But no, I think something along the lines of, like, Voyager 1, I think, went right for interstellar space or something like that, oh. I think. And then Voyager 2 kind of went around all the, you know, Price. outer planets because I know it did a lot yeah. of that stuff. So it's, like, still, like, the only thing we've ever sent out there type of deal. Okay. It's the longest running uh, NASA mission, too. So we lost communication with voyager 2 yes we've we've been out of communication for eight months with voyager 2 huh. and last time we heard about it it was um like we said entering intrasolar space or basically it's entering the area outside the solar system where the sun's effect or is not even affecting it anymore right and i remember last time we talked about it it was like something like it's it's encountering a pressure we thought it should be going faster and it, well we're learning all sorts of stuff because i think we we discovered that the sun the sun's uh, magnetic field. Or the heliosphere? Why am I saying that? It's something to do with maybe that. Too. I'm not sure the specific name of okay. whatever it is encountering, but like we were surprised by the sun's magnetic field and how far out into our solar system it reaches. Mm-hmm. Like it's There was something about uh, stellar winds that the sun's magnetic field was blocking from planets like Pluto, which is way the fuck out there. Mm-hmm. And so we were just surprised by... How just its reach, yeah, much. the reach of the sun, mm-hmm. and like I said, it's been going since 1977. So, you know, do the math 50 something years, it's just been traveling out there and it's barely hit the edge of space. So, anyway, like I said, it was uh, out of communication for eight months, and this is actually a planned thing because the the only satellite dish that could communicate with Voyager 2 was down for maintenance for, mm. for 11 months, basically. And so, yes, this um, it's called the Deep Space Station 43. D- DSS-43. That's cool. Sounds like I fucking like that. DS9 shit, right? <laughs> um, and it's in Australia. And it's like I said, it was the only antenna on Earth that could send communications to Voyager 2. And it, had, it needed uh, critical upgrades, basically. And it was funny because now I'm trying to get into more computer stuff. And, like I liked all the upgrades. It made it sound like it was like, yeah, just get a better power supply and all that stuff. But it's like it's like getting two new antennas, upgrading heating and cooling equipment, power supply equipment, and other electronics to support new transmitters. And uh, I, I I thought it was kind of interesting too that this is like the only thing they could communicate with it. It's like well, how come how come we can't do it right now or someone only this site could do it and it was hmm. down. We could receive the information they said, but this is the only one that could actually send it data. I wonder if it has something to do with the antiquated technology of the seventies. You know whatever whatever they're using back then to communicate, mm-hmm. and then the uh, the distance from Earth. I do have some of it. I answer, assume that's. But that. I still thought it was weird. But I, I get what they're saying. But so here's the here's the as for why DSS forty three is the only dish in the world that can reach Voyager two. The reason isn't purely technological. Even though I had the same idea you did, where I was like, "Damn it!" I had the same idea you did because I was like, "It must be old technology." Like they're using like you know VHS tapes and shit trying to fix it and like reading <laughs> and stuff. Um, so as a result of the probes flyby of Neptune's moon Triton in nineteen eighty nine. Voyager 2 trajectory steers significantly southward relative to the solar system's plane of planets. Meaning, <laughs> Earth-bound antennas in the Northern Hemisphere have no way of reaching reach it. There. Yeah. Wow, so, interesting. Yeah, it. Northern Hemisphere. I, so, actually, that makes more sense now reading it again. <laughs> like, right. So, yeah. Triton, that was a moon, you said? The, yeah, Neptune's moon. Neptune's Triton. moon. Huh. So, yeah. So, I guess maybe there's no other powerful satellites down there and. In the southern hemisphere, I guess. Maybe that's the only reason. That makes sense. I guess so. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. I never did either. <laughs> so that like article right there. But uh, but again, this kind of still showed us how little we know about the Voyager program, even though we, I know we've talked about it many times. And it's it's a pretty inspiring mission. Right up there with some of the other ones we've focused on, because I love it. That's literally the farthest man-made object, you know. Ever. Well, so uh, I think I speak for both of us when I say that uh, quite recently... I'd say within the last eight months is when we started this podcast 
And before yeah. that, I wasn't religiously looking into stories and committing them to memory and blah, 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 like we have within the last eight months. Exactly. Yeah, you're impressive with that, man. And so <laughs> that being said, um, maybe that's why we haven't retained much of the Voyager journey. Now that we're in contact with it, mm-hmm. I'm super excited to see mm-hmm. what else we learn about intersolar space. Well, it, it was still in contact with us, which is weird. So oh, it was still yes. sending messages, but yeah, we, just couldn't so we were getting it. that stuff. So like we finally sent a message to them and it, like we sent a message to it and it confirmed. Yes. Received the message and did like some small, small correction and it's whatever the fuck. So, but at the end of the day, those messages is pinged off earth did we store them if we didn't have a way to receive them you know what i mean did we did we lose the data it was sending to I us in that so. eight i think we just span? couldn't we just couldn't talk to it it was talking to us the whole time so they okay. knew it was up and running and stuff well fuck me right yep okay you don't know shit about nasa bro i i don't know i may not know much about space i probably do i don't know but you know some i know you seem to remember all the like the kepler missions and the you know blah 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 missions and I pretend I to, but I usually just read them that day. <laughs> well, I do know if our if our time on the Switch the Envelope podcast recently uh, proved anything, I know a little something about movies. You do. And Russia is getting into the space movie game as well. Oh, no. Dude, Russia, propaganda movie film. <laughs> well, I mean, can we, can we not claim the same thing with the Tom, Tom Cruise... Cruise. The upcoming Tom Cruise Russian International Tom Cruise. Space Station movie. Yeah. Well, dude, I'll tell you what. The Russians got us cornered on that one. They're smart. They what get? they're looking for is a female between the ages oh. of 25 and 45. That's a good idea. Right? Yeah. Get some eye candy in there. Like, yes. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking eye candy. but hey, Oh, what are you thinking? Because didn't they – they uh, crushed the world record for the first female – astronaut to orbit earth or some shit like uh-huh. right like they they have that record okay so the, they'll they will produce the first film in space with a female oh such so they're trying such. to get all the female records i think I that's see. what they're going okay. for okay i think it's smart i mean that's cool that's cool well the, so focused on humans as humans you know like we're all humans it's like i guess a, a human got up there well as two white males sitting here as three white males sitting here talking yeah, about this that's true is it so I, I think there is something to be said about diversity and whatnot, but at, at the end of the day, you know, as I was reading through this, I was like, ah, oh, God, how, how, you know, I think it's great of them, but am I pandering or yeah. am I patronizing at the end of the day? Is and I'm not, slope? Cause I'm not trying to be weird or racist either. I'm actually, just, I know, right? I'm, I'm really having a conversation too. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, is this just, is but that's <laughs> the fucking world and the media in my mind right now. Like, I know. And it's like, I just want humans to not care about that stuff. Anyway, the Roscosmos. Oh, Roscosmos. Yeah, okay. That's the Russian Space Agency. That's a fun name, Roscosmos. Uh, Plans to film a movie in the the space station. (laughs) (laughs) And here's what the movie's about. Oh, it has a plot at least? It has a plot. Our movie doesn't even have a fucking plot. Yes. We have Tom Cruise. (laughs) That's That's our plot. Wow, okay, I love this. Here's here's the plot. Okay. The film will be about a female cosmonaut that goes through training to be a cosmonaut that eventually goes to the space station. Wow. Wow. I know. Baller, bro. Dude, I was thinking of plots in my head. I was like, okay, it, it gets off balance and off orbit, or, or the, the power goes out. That sounds like the first ten minutes she of a movie. To, she goes. Where they're, <laughs> where they're setting up. That's the setup. Yeah. And then an alien attacks or something. Exactly. But it seems like another. It, it's a Russian That's Top Gun, but for space. You know, mm-hmm. Top Gun was to the uh, Navy. It was just a big propaganda film, essentially. Mm-hmm. And nothing wrong with that. Whatever you want to say. Yeah. It was a good movie. Uh, Great movie. There you go. But, you know, that's that's what this is. That's what the Tom Cruise movie is. So I can't wait to see which one's better. Because they'll both be filmed at the International Space Station, uh-huh. which is fun. Oh, that's true. They'll have the same backgrounds, if you will. Yeah, but she'll be going up in the uh, Soyuz, or uh, I may be pr- mispronouncing that. Correct, actually. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. their, their reusable shuttle. Uh-huh. And... uh as opposed to us, we'll be probably sending up in some SpaceX, some Tesla thing. Dragon Mark yeah. Cyber Two or whatever. Um, here are some qualifications they're looking for as far as the the woman. Mm. Again, the listen woman. up, ladies. <laughs> Can you not call her the woman? 
That sounds kind of bad to my ears. It does. They're looking for someone 25 to 45. Nice lady they'd like to find. (laughs) (laughs) They would like to find a nice lady, I'm assuming. Uh, She, she, if she identifies as she, (laughs) must be able to run, swim, and dive at a professional level. Oh, wow. For the training montage. For the training montage. Yeah, for the training montage. You have to dive at a professional level? <laughs> Jesus. We got to do the swimming and, you know, tread water for 20 minutes. Yeah, it's just going to be 20 minutes of treading water, and they're not going to cut it either. They're swimming in space up there? <laughs> like, yeah. How, yeah. You need your lungs really good, so when you, you know, get ejected from space, you'll live a second longer. <laughs> she must display good balance and flexibility. So, I mean, that's getting weird. <laughs> this is getting... It, it is, okay. but when you consider what they're going to be doing, they're going to have a camera on her in tight spaces, and she's probably in space going to have to contort her body to get herself in frame and be there for True. as many takes as it takes. You know, so I, I, I feel you on that one. It's getting weird to ask for flexibility, but. <laughs> When you look what, deeper, that's a movie. Gonna, you need that stuff. Right? They should unite up there and they should meld the movies. Oh. She falls in love with Tom Cruise. Same universe. Holy shit. Same universe. It's in the exactly. same it universe. is in the same universe, I'd imagine. <laughs> she also, obviously, has to be an actress. What? God, dude. She's oh, in a movie. Out. I guess you have to specify that nowadays because people are just so retarded. So, an actress. <laughs> we need a stellar actress, an Olympic level. Diver, glider, what was it? Archery, what are the fuck you said? Like? <laughs> Run, swim, and dive. Yeah. And a contortionist. And an actress. And a cosmonaut. <laughs> and a woman. Jesus. And a woman. <laughs> Between 25 and 45. Wow. And here's the thing they're going to open this up to everybody that wants to try out for it. But the selection committee will choose 30 finalists to compete. In a televised competition where the oh. winner and her understudy will go on to the film and film the movie. do all of this. That's, so we get to watch this happen. That, that sounds, sounds like a great idea. Fucking amazing. That's a great idea. Yeah. Because not only does it put the contestants through the paces of a very challenging and stressful event of being on camera and competing for you know, space travel. Right. Yeah, it's like a... I mean, I guess on a lot of those shows you want to win the money, but this is almost some you almost want to win more. Oh yeah, yeah. You're so motivated. Yeah, exactly. I, so a lot of tears on that show. <laughs> I I I love the idea of the Tom Cruise movie. I think that's fun, but I'm super interested in this TV show. I really hope they dub it for English, and yeah. we get to see this. That would be amazing. What's that called? Russian Space Idol? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. I, I don't. Is there like a host? Is I, a douchebag host? I don't think like they have the has name the people's yet. People's lives in his hands about like their space dreams and shit. But here's a fun little uh, statistic I picked up during this this whole read. The space station has been up there for 20 years, Con- constantly manned for 20 years. Excuse me, constantly personed for 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> get it right. God damn it. Well, that, that, that I mean, is cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that interesting? I forget yeah. what movie is it where they go to the space station. There's like a Russian dude who's just all insane. Armageddon. Armageddon. Oh, it is Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's like, yeah. that's how someone would be. If yeah, exactly. This is how we fix things <laughs> in Russia. Let's all be in Taiwan. <laughs> so Sean saw a little glimpse of my little video I'm going to show you guys. So he already knows what it's about. But I haven't seen this. So I thought this was really fascinating. So we're going to describe it again to the audience. But this is something that happened in the Netherlands. Let me fact check myself. The Netherlands. Yes, the Netherlands. Um, I love that name. Nitter- it's the most. Uh, it's the most like Lord of the Rings name we'll find. Yes, on Earth, we should travel through the <laughs> Netherlands sure. to Mordor. So yeah, have you seen this mystery? Oh, Rotterdam. What okay, happened yeah. was basically I'm gonna just kind of describe what it is. Like a train, like jumped oh, the track, derailed, derailed onto a structure. Yeah, it derailed. It was gonna fall 30 feet to the ground, but this oh whale, this whale structure what caught luck. it. Yeah, exactly. This whale structure caught it, and it just stuck there. 
And so I think there was like a conductor in there. This is a a, a giant whale tail. A whale tail oh, sculpture. And sculpture. As we all know, yeah. whale tail means the edge of someone's thong. thong if yeah. you can see it. No, <laughs> no but... <laughs> Wow. Nestled between okay, the butt cheeks. So, <laughs> no, this is a... I want to hear more about that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of the story. Like I said, I'll tell you some more. So, like, transportation officials in the Netherlands said no one was injured when the subway train we just saw crashed through a barrier and came to arrest on a giant sculpture of a whale's tail that just happened to just happened to be there. And, like I said, it would have fallen 30 feet below if this whale tail hadn't stopped it. And uh, the only person on board the train at the time was, uh, was the operator and he was not injured. And right now they can't get a crate in there because it's a weird position. So it's they'll like, figure oh, it out. So it's just still so it's there, just stuck there. Yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> actually crazy though because if you think about it, like the front end of the subway isn't like a car, right? Where it has a hood and an engine there. Uh-huh. You're you're at the front of the car. So if they would have went off and to actually tip down, <laughs> oh, and you're fallen. Done. Yeah, they thirty the, feet. All the drivers would have just fallen straight on their faces. Just died. And no. then all the weight against that. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. And see, I would never have any luck like that. That's not. I wish actually Sean had done this story because I found another article that was like really in detail how the whale tail was made. And <laughs> I was like, ah, this is his thing. Because like, it was but, 3D printed. Yeah, I think it's some piece. I think it was. And there was some plastic involved or something. But it's been there for like 20 years, too. It wasn't like a new thing. So it was just and like it, this weird. And now it's going to be a photo spot. Some confluence for of weird right. things happened to. Keep that dude okay, and well, the train got that. Cut. Post a picture of that on the Instagram. That was sure. last thought. My thought yeah, too, yeah. exactly. Because that's incredible to look at. I'd never seen it. He had seen it before. I did. I've seen pictures of it. Obviously, you and I uh, sometimes travel the same it's circles when we research yeah. stories. But um, I did see that picture. I didn't look into it. But uh, instantly, looking at the picture, it reminded me of Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. when he's fighting Dr. Oh. Octopus on the train, and he's stopping the train, and like he's just shooting webs. I don't webs. believe in myself and anymore. He masks off like, again for like, yeah. a time. Exactly. Isn't that the right before the, careful, he's a hero scene? Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> he masks off again. <laughs> careful now, he's a hero. Quick, let's get his mask. Let's see it. That's it, really. But just that picture itself is powerful, and it's just kind of insane. Like It's like a lottery moment. For sure. That is fun. Definitely check out the Instagram to look at that picture. So I'm going to bring us down for a second here. Perfect. <laughs> the world is ending in one week. <laughs> Studies show that kids growing up in abusive environments or stressful environments have altered less, or excuse me, have uh, altered levels of hormones, meaning they have harder times coping with stress in other situations. Mm. Okay, yeah, I can believe that. So you're right. saying we shouldn't beat our kids? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> or is there, is there a benefit to it? Okay, let me find out. Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, a new study from the University of Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota suggests that these levels can be reset during puberty. Oh. How? So beat them before puberty. <laughs> That's really the kind of takeaway from this. It That's resets kind of, itself? You know what's hilarious? Oh, because you get new hormones and all that stuff and it rebalance. <laughs> exactly. Well, puberty is a, a hormone imbalance already, right? Oh, yeah. So then that, I could see that. That's fun. That reminds me of something my mother used to say. She's so, like, don't you remember? We used to, like, we went to Disneyland when we were four or five. I'm like, no. And then she go, I should have beaten you. <laughs> like when you were the old shit, she used to say it all the time. <laughs> well, that's just, that's just lack of memory. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you're like five. You don't remember shit. So, but Jesus. I don't remember anything past 21. I know. <laughs> I don't remember what I ate for breakfast last week. <laughs> um, no. So what they did was they tested the uh, fight or flight reaction in children and noticed that children exposed to trauma had trouble dealing with this. Mm-hmm. And it really boiled down to their short-term memories and how to react and process and, you know, some psychobabble bullshit beyond me. So they took the abused kids and they put them in a room and, like, had a bunch of lights flashing on them <laughs> and stuff. Like, just see, like, are, is this bad? <laughs> well, they, are you scared yet? Are you, are you scared? scared? <laughs> huh? Oh, what about scratching with water? Huh? Is this bad? <laughs> I raise my hand to you? Yeah, yeah. you flinch? Give me the fuck uh, out. Sorry, we're getting dark here. I know. <laughs> That's, I knew that's where their story was going to go, for sure. You said bring us down. Yes. But again, I, I bring you down to bring you up. Okay. For sure. Okay, let's hear it. So cortisol, as we all know, is the stress hormone. It can lead to behavioral problems in school. So these kids who experience trauma usually have behavioral problems, and it's a very uh, tracked thing, thanks mm-hmm. to the science over the past couple decades and whatnot. But this new study suggests that puberty, again, resets that. So, That's good. at some point, 
you have to stop beating them. You have to stop beating them. <laughs> okay. But but there's a point at which to start beating them. Yes. Because really, I mean, girls go through puberty before guys. Okay. So you have to do that. So you have to just adjust your beatings. Yeah, stuff. that's okay. not where I wanted to bring this story. Oh, but. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I explore. I, I enjoy the conversation because oh. that's really like what was in the back of my head reading this thing. I was like, that's fascinating. Yeah, let's torture some kids who are already abused and like fucking study them more. Well, because you look at like the Jeffrey Dahmers of the world and or the serial killers of the world, and they had traumatic childhoods. They did, yes. And uh, sure, most of them can be classified as crazy, or maybe all of them. You know, I don't know. But uh, it, it, it's just fascinating that some people can steer away from that, and now we have scientific evidence to suggest that your childhood doesn't necessarily have to impact. Your adulthood. Yeah, like it's like a lot of things. It's like it's like a car accident. Usually, like two or three things have to go wrong for a car accident to happen. It's not usually just like one thing. So you can overcome and just get your reset, and then try not to get beaten. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they also tested this on rats and monkeys, and of course and they, they all killed died. Them. Yeah. <laughs> How they know the monkeys gotten beaten? <laughs> cortisol. They're testing cortisol levels. They're the stress hormones. So they they test the monkey. Be like, this monkey gets beaten at home. No, <laughs> no, they. they I can tell. <laughs> They did some stuff where they separated the child from the mother or the whole the like the their home child. pen. Yeah. 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 And then measured it. It's like they asked it to open its mouth and you know, it's just sitting there shaking and shitting itself. Amy, and stress. Like, Amy, Amy. stress. <laughs> Imagine the life of a monkey is stressful. Like I'd be fine. like there's like there's like some monkeys that are just like, Yeah, do whatever you want, bro. I'm totally cool. And I was just like, oh, man, I'm so stressed out. I don't like the way my mom gave me some fruit the other day and wouldn't let me do it. Like, they're just like people, bro. They're just nervous wrecks. There's like nervous wreck monkeys and uh, abused monkeys. Like abused. This monkey's nervous clearly abused. Monkeys Put him in the abused monkey section. This one, he has a good life. <laughs> yeah, keep him there. Keep him in the good life section. They just toss a coin as they yeah. enter the lab oh for the first God. time. Oh, like, that was good. No, I'm more saying they've probably beaten some of these monkeys. That's all they know scientifically. Like, this monk, we know these monkeys are abused. <laughs> that's all That's all we can say in the article. So as I was also reading this, I was remembering back to a time to my childhood. And uh, one of the times my brother, I think this is one of the most traumatic experiences my brother ever went through with my dad was oh, he deleted my dad's SimCity he accidentally oh, saved shit. over my dad's wow. SimCity account and, or building or whatever. And okay. it was, you know, uh, hours, months. Yeah, and, oh, yeah exactly. God. That's a long-term game. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that like, holy shit. Oh, man. <laughs> Stay out of his way forever. <laughs> so I don't think that had a big effect. The beatings. Is that why his head's shaped that way? <laughs> That's right. So I want to talk about this little device. It, I think it's really weird. But I think it's really cool, and again, I'm going to ask you guys to, to describe it. But I'm going to I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you what it is first this time. So a team in Australia, um, they are they made a new type of robotic gripper, modeled after an elephant's trunk, huh. with the ability to pick up and release objects even when they're tucked away in confined spaces. Mm-hmm. So think of an elephant's trunk. So they have like this little gripper thing that goes down and like picks up a pencil or picks up something whoop, and picks it up. So I'm going to show you the video of how, how it is. And I remember when I watched this video, I was like, this is weird. And I think it is weird, but I think there's some cool applications. So describe to the audience what you're seeing. Seeing a syringe and it's being uh, picked up by one of those oh. snap bracelets. Except yeah, more snap like a bracelet spiral. technology. He's just picking up tubes of things. <laughs> it's all know. just tubular. Oh, oh! You know what this reminds me of? It's like one of those vines that grows, Ooh, and if you watch it, in, uh, if, like you, if you watch like it, a, like it a creeping up, vine or something, and it like goes around things and picks it up. Yeah, they send out a tendril that will just spiral until it grabs onto something and tightens it gets around it. Pressure. This is this is revolutionary shit. Like for handicapped people, people that have no mobility mm. in their wrists, they can't pick things up. I mean, look at when that. I first saw it, because like because I remember it looks so impractical. He's literally holding like a sensor and doing it, but like this is just like a proof of concept video. It's not like a. He's picking up a hammer. Did. I mean, that's good. Oh, from yeah, from a weird angle too. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty nifty. That is very neat. So, how is he controlling it to to to? I'm sure there's just like an up? on or off thing, but uh, actually, the article I'm going to read it. Pretty oh, soon. he just pushes something and it just. There's like constricts. sensors in it too, so it knows wow. not to like because like. It won't if you put like a wine glass and like shatter yeah, it or yeah, something yeah. like that. And I believe it said they could it could pick up two hundred percent of its own weight. 
So I'll give you some of the some of the uh, specs here, but what the whole plan is doesn't look like it weighed a lot. Well, yeah, you know, sh- shut up then. Uh, yeah, because it, it weighed three ounces, and it can weigh it can pick up four four pound objects. Okay, which is okay. you know a hammer, I yeah, guess, I like mean. some stuff. But the, I guess the idea is they're gonna put this at the end of robotic arms, and that's what I really kind of got. I was like, dude, yeah. like somewhere else, like in a space probe or something. That yeah. like instead of this weird, awkward like grasp and pretending we're making thumbs and shit, which seems this seems like. Like swirl around it. It's like a again for the audience. It's like it's like like a, like a snake arm. Snakes around an object gets a good firm grip. And it then... looks like fruit by the foot hanging there, and then he puts <laughs> it around something and it constricts up. It, exactly, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and um, but, but even though this uh, this made me laugh too, like so it's also slender enough to retrieve items from confined spaces, such as a pen from inside a hollow tube. And how often have we had needed that problem, oh right? God, all like, the time. I hate when I have a pen inside a hollow tube, but I can't get it out. <laughs> I but don't even now, think I can do that. To be yeah. honest. So like, now oh, we can shit. do this. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. Is like, is this this weird gripping tool thing? But I kind of like the idea of this being on a robotic thing in the future like maybe even like the bomb squad or something like you need to pick up things yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah, there's an application for surgeons or something you know just, they already use the robotic hands and stuff already. maybe maybe i don't know maybe just like pick up like a but handicapped people 100 percent agreed yeah it's such an awkward thing like a lot of things fall in awkward places you can't design everything I, so that kind of is a flat thing yeah i mean i'm in the i'm in the property management business and basically everything we do nowadays that there wasn't standards and laws for back then is we have to make things ADA compliant, which mm-hmm. is like disabled adults. Mm-hmm. So I, whenever I see stuff that's like the first application I can think of and we have to put certain doorknobs on so they can open the doorknobs correctly and stuff. So mm-hmm. seeing that was totally revolutionary in my opinion. That is very cool. Cause I can see that in addition to the claw. Exactly. I wouldn't replace it, but maybe yeah. you can, Maybe you can pick up random things and give it to the claw, or back to your operation thing. Like pick up the random tool and then give it to the more precise, precise tool. I mean, it was way better than the uh, motorized thing on that you put in front of you when you're rollerblading and shit. Oh, dude, <laughs> that, that, that was, was ridiculous. Even though I like the idea, <laughs> yes, yes, check out the last episode. So, did you guys hear about a guy who was banned from Yellowstone? Ooh, mm, no. no. Was no. it uh, Kevin Costner? No. Oh, are you saying Kevin Costner because he's on that show Yellowstone? Yeah. First of yeah. all, can we guess why he got banned? Oh, I would love. I feel that. like I've read the title of this, but I can't remember the title. Like why? So okay, I don't I, know. This is my idea. He'll never. Get he got it. wasted, and then he stripped naked, and then he ran through the campsite. Okay. He he killed him a bear when he was only three. Baby, <laughs> 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 All right, Mr. E is right. Next story. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> done and done. Now, he was banned from Yellowstone National Park after he and his family attempted to cook a chicken in the park's hot spring geysers. Oh, Jesus. What the? Isn't it like sulfuric and shit? Yeah, you ha- he had to be <laughs> on like drugs. Dante's Come Peak on. already. Remember Dante's <laughs> no, Peak? Like, that reminds drug, me of that. That's drug activity, please. That's just, There's no one. That's oh, not even good. <laughs> It's like Wait, did you say live chicken? No, it was not okay, a live okay, chicken. Okay. No, kind so. of a soup for some reason. Like you drowned it. <laughs> this actually These happens. All, all the stories are so morbid. I so. know. It's coming from Sean. <laughs> Wait, did Skinny, was Skinny Pete there? <laughs> like, I have to assume the word. Skinny word. Pete drowned a chicken in Yellowstone. This last just thing it. I heard was it squawking underwater. Okay, that was too deep. <laughs> I got I to gotta just give you guys the happiest stories ever to change my, uh, my street here, cred. You can't change that. Yeah, your cred's <laughs> tarnished here. All right, so the incident actually happened two years ago. Okay. But the court stuff recently finished. So uh, he... The court stuff. He's walking it's away with probation for two away. years. Oh! <laughs> he's banned from the park during that time, for so for two years. And he has to pay uh, $600 per charge, and there were uh, several charges against him. So a fine. So, yeah, not they that will, much. They will fine, though. Yeah, I think it's manageable, but... Uh, at the end of the day, he was caught because someone spotted him and his group of 10 people hiking toward the geyser with cooking pots. These guys were all fucked up, dude. Come on. Why do they even have pots? I thought they were just... Are they just like taking the water straight up? No, see, I think they were smart enough not to cook it in the sulfuric uh, bacteria bath. <laughs> I see. But... Try to use it as a But not source. smart enough to realize that 10 people cannot eat off of one chicken already. <laughs> Was it a heat source thing? It was just, I think just it was a heat, heat source. Because that's the first thing I thought. I was like, that is so gross. Like, Agreed. It, it would just, I think it would kill you to eat it. Oh, it would be nasty. I did Although, think I'm not sure thing. this is like, even though this is stupid, is this <laughs> two years with the court stupid? You know what I mean? Like, this is like, really? Can it just be like, 
Couldn't the guy just be like, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of here. Like, you're banned. What's your name? Fan. You're done. Bye. Why do why we have a person, you know, like, what are you doing? No. No. No, you're done. Bye. Like, I what totally is, what is agree. All this waste of money and shit. I think all large, all logic suggests that this story should have flown right by, uh, by us a year and a half ago. Yeah. You know, six months after the incident, and you're fucking done. That guy, that guy probably made a big stick. Like, no, I, I, no, actually, I want to do this. No, like, no, let's just go home, Gary. No, no, I want to make a point. Like, uh, okay. Like, and now two years later, it's like, no. I was really drunk. Yeah. Sorry. I want to make a point. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm going to do it. I'm just a murderer. Yeah, so, again, like, if you're going to sneak, there's signs fucking everywhere in this national park. The don't article was like, in the watch. Shut up. No, there's not. <laughs> there's signs everywhere saying, don't go close to these geysers. Oh. Yeah, this is your marked area. Stay you within the marked the areas. There's ropes. I didn't know that. Okay. I thought it was almost like a, again, I keep thinking Dante's Peak. Like, you can go there and have a jacuzzi and they were like trying to cook. You know what I mean? Oh, oh okay. So they, they broke Proto. They, they, they were supposed to go that way. Okay. Correct. And uh, so that being said, if you're going to break the rules, don't bring 10 people and your fucking children or whatever. Like Cooking pots and stuff. Well, cooking pots are fine. If your goal is to cook the chicken, <laughs> sneak in there at like, you know, night and cook the chicken. Yeah. Or whatever. Don't sneak onto a... That's... But 10 people? Disneyland. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a bit much, man. It really is. And plus, you know, the, the cooking pots is really where it's at. You can't just cook it in there. Maybe they were fucked up on the chicken. Maybe they did boil it and they were like, they ate the chicken. And that's why they're like, well, I'm going to go. Well, that being said, in honor of the late Alex Trebek. That was a bummer, dude. Yeah, his contribution to the world of game shows. He he left quite a legacy. Oh, dude, that's like the, I've, I've always wanted to be a game show host. That's always been one of my dreams. I think he'd be good at it. I would hope so. Like, if I got that, uh, but... I didn't realize what a what a staple he was. And then he's gone, and it's like, man, that was like literally like every night practically. I mean, you know, obviously he took time off, but yeah, they actually filmed a, a week's worth of episodes I, in one day. It was thirty. Wow. He has thirty five. He has thirty five episodes left, and the last one's going to be on Christmas. Like, oh, yeah, good for him. I'm even. I'm, I'm probably going to tune in. I, I don't even watch that. Like my grandparents were super super Jeopardy people though, so I I watched them and watched that, but. I'll probably tune in. So, in honor of Alex Trebek and all that he left behind, I have a quiz here for you two um, about Jeopardy! the show. Okay. And okay. this is Jeopardy. Jeopardy! First question to you guys. Do we just buzz in with our name? Yes. Okay. Please oh, buzz shit. in with your name. I forgot. Okay. What's my name? Okay. What is Alex Trebek's first name? Max. Alex. <laughs> Is that? Are you serious? Is that your final answer? What is Alex Trebek's first name? What is Alex Trebek's first name? E. Alex Trebek. I'm going to say yeah. His name's Alex. You are wrong. Alexander. You are wrong. Oh damn. Are you serious? Hang on. All right. Let's do this again. I thought that was a trick. I have multiple choice here. Okay. And if you want to hear <laughs> you the tell answer, tell us that. Well, you didn't. All right. Fair enough. Jesus. Okay. What is Alex Trebek's? Real first Max, name. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You go. I'm going to fucking count that. You, you got one, mister. Okay. All right. Your choices are Stephen, George, or Jerry. E. Stephen. You are wrong. Okay, I'm allowed to third guess. Uh, um, Max. Um, <laughs> no, you're I heard, I heard, nice, buddy. I'm going to say George Trebek. <laughs> You are correct. Yes. Begrudgingly so. Here. <laughs> Fucking. All right. Next question. Multiple choice question. All Thank of these you. are multiple Thank choice you. questions. I'm sorry for thinking Alex Trebek's first name was Alex. Yeah, I'm the dumb one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, that's what I'm laughing at. Like, she's giving us shit. <laughs> I accept no fault. Here we go. At the University of Ottawa, mm-hmm. Trebek majored in. Here are your choices. Max. Okay. Game shows. <laughs> you're wrong. Okay. Mystery, your yep. choices are right. economics, mm-hmm. civil engineering, philosophy. Economics. You, you are wrong. wrong. Exactly. Okay. Um, I'm going to say what? philosophy. Wait, he gets philosophy. Yes. Steal this game. Max is correct. <laughs> yes. Wait, I'm just going to go first. <laughs> okay. All right. Next question. All right. 
Trebek's favorite category on Jeopardy was. Okay. Here are your choices: mm-hmm. geography, science, or literature. Max. Okay. I actually forgot uh, literature. You are incorrect, Mr. E, with a chance to steal. Science. You are incorrect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Next question. Jeopardy with Alex Trebek debuted in what year? Was it 1982? Was it 1983? Was it 1984? 1983. You are incorrect. 1982. You are incorrect. 84. 84. Uh, no, nobody's getting Why? Those. I'm not fucking awarding like... I get a 50-50 and I still can't guess it right. I'm still ahead. I knew I should have added You're a way ahead. fourth thing. You're, Max, you are two ahead. Mr. E, you are yet to get on the board. <laughs> Quiet, you. Sounds like you're in jeopardy. <laughs> All right. Who holds nice one. the record yeah. for the most wins? E, Ken Jennings. You are correct. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah. He might even be the new host. Talk shit on me more, host Sean. <laughs> <laughs> they said him or LeVar Burton. All right. How many victories did he get? Oh. Is it? Okay. 81. 68. Or 74. Max. 74. Yeah, Max. Oh, correct. And my guess was actually that. 73, but that was close enough. So. And with that, you have tied the game. <laughs> Is there a final Jeopardy? <laughs> well, there there's more questions. Oh, damn it. All right. Who won the most money on Jeopardy? Ooh. Was it? Max. Ken Jenny. <laughs> you are incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. E, was it Brad Rudder or James Halzerhire? James Halzerhire. You are incorrect. The other guy. I see the other guy. I, I get it. I get that <laughs> it was, one. It was Brad Rudder yep, with 4.6 million. Brad, yeah, and oh, my No God. one gets we all it. Get, we all From do. a game show. It's fucking crazy. Okay. The average age of a Jeopardy viewer, as in someone who tunes into Jeopardy, oh, is... Old as fuck. Okay. Is, is it 50 and up? Is it 65 and up? Is it 70 Max. and up? 65 and up. That is correct. Boom. All right. Max pulls ahead in the lead with one point, but we have three questions left. Okay. The name of the current Jeopardy theme song. I was going to say host. (laughs) Is. Is it called Jeopardy? Is it called Think? Is it called Thought? Max. Eat. Jeopardy. You are incorrect. Think. Mr. E is correct. Yes. That's is that the, play da, it during the da, final da, Jeopardy. Da, da. Is that what you mean? Because <laughs> they're all thinking when you're there. Okay, okay. And you are tied up. Two questions left. Here we go. Has Alex Trebek ever had a threesome? E. Yes. <laughs> you are incorrect. What do you say? <laughs> I also say yes. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> If you can't do it, no one can. (laughs) So nobody gets that question. So we have Final Jeopardy. That's why I did this. (laughs) Now it's... (laughs) Here's here's the evidence. So uh, he joked with a guest one time that uh, answered a question about a love triangle, and her answer was threesome. And he... He proceeded, he said, uh, he called her a saucy wench, and then he went on to say that she had more experience than he did. Oh, wow. oh gotcha. You <laughs> so. really called her a saucy wench? <laughs> I know. That's cool. Uh, all right, final question, and this is the tiebreaker, guys. Final Jeopardy. Right. This is the final question. Did Trebek call a contestant a slack-jawed embarrassment? E. Yes. You are incorrect. <laughs> he would never do that. He's a, he's a stand-up guy. He just called someone a wench. <laughs> I saw someone, I saw him call someone a loser too. It's like so a loser. He did. Have you seen that he one? did. Like, he called them a loser. Yeah, she was like, she's like, yeah, I like to do nerd rap and stuff with all my friends. And she's like, losers. <laughs> he goes, wow. He totally does. You are you are the winner tonight, Max. Good that, job. Thank you. 
I knew it. Good job, game shows. He majored in game shows. We all know that. I think you slept on a bit of that knowledge because that loser clip was something that came up in my studies. As well, because well. there's been a lot of Reddit thing, you know, because he passed away, unfortunately. And so I saw some like best of Trebek things. I actually thought I'd, I'd get some of these things, but I didn't. <laughs> Have you seen the one where he's cussing too? He's like fucking fuck or whatever. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that one's good. Too. Yes, and he's he's like he's recording promos for a TV show or or for uh, for ads or whatever. For he's like sponsors, I think. Yeah, yeah he's like ah oh, toothpaste. Ah, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny to watch. It is. I suggest you look it up. Anyways, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most. Yes, things. appreciate the listen. Thank you. See you next time. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discussed, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at btmt underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.